Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Hallelujah. I'm going to lean into that value that Pastor B3 talks about as we continue with our series, Rise Above. Someone once wrote and said that the biggest hindrance to love is worry and hurry. The biggest hindrance to love is worry and hurry. This week, we had a very interesting experience at home. Uh, as usually happens, people knock on our gate for different things. So this time, there's a knock on the gate and uh, someone answers the call and the gentleman says, I want to talk to Madame, Madame being Pastor Ari, my wife. So Pastor Ari goes to see the gentleman. His name is Simon. And Simon says, Madam, I talked to the other lady at the junction. There's a, a lady who, whose home has been on the village even before we came to the village. Because Chitukuto, where I live, there are two categories of people. There are the settlers, which is us guys went and bought plots and built there. Then there are the, the, the pioneers, the guys who who have always been there, who have family land there. So this guy had gone and talked to this lady, and this lady told her, go down this road, there is a gate, there is a house there, it's a pastor's house, go to the pastor's house and knock. Now in Chituktre, if you're coming to our place and you don't know where to go, you just ask the boarders to take you to the pastor's house and they'll bring you to our house. So he came and knocked and said, Madam, my friends and I are hungry. We don't have food. Hey, like, these things are serious. So he said we don't have food. And they are from different homes. They make bricks. That's the work they do, but I think they no cash flow in the moment. So Pastor Harry told him, leave me your number and I'll give you a call. I'm going to get you something. So you know that here at Worship Harvest Nalia have been buying some food packs and packaging them and distributing them to different people in need within the church family, in MCs and all of that. Uh, and also within the neighborhood, working with the LC chairperson and then some other uh, ins institutions nearby that I can't talk about on such a broadcast. And so we ordered some packs from here and and Pastor Ari called Simon, say, Simon, please come, collect four packs, one for your family and one for your three friends and their family. So they, they came and took and went and gave them. And then the guy's mother called Pastor Ari, said, Madam, I don't know you, you don't know me. For us, we fear to come those ends where there are all those boundary walls and gates, but I really want to thank you for saving us from hunger, for taking care of us. So we quickly realized that this problem is deeper than th this guy, the knock on the gate was like a signal of what really is going on. 
So there's a guy we work with in Chitukuto. He's, he's one of the border riders at the stage. In the last lockdown, we worked with them and managed to provide some food for all the border, border guys. So we call him and say, you know, this, this has happened. Guy has knocked on our door. We didn't think that this lockdown, things were as bad as the last lockdown because the last lockdown was long. So we are only in week four or five. So we are not thinking about it too much that we had reached crisis point already. So the guy comes and says, Madam, things are so bad. In fact, the problem is not just forget, they say, because he's a border guy and he knows his friends. Like, for us, some people have something, some people don't have, but our situation is not as bad as some homes that we know of, which are led by elderly people and especially elderly ladies, where it's just the grandmothers and the grandchildren and the, miss, the middle generation is missing. So people are real hungry. So Pastor Ari decided to go do a survey quickly with this guy because he knows the whole place. And so we thought, okay, if we start ordering packs from Nalia, we are going to run them out. So we decided that we would order packs from here, but we would pay for them, uh, Pastor and myself, so that then we're able to cover, because the ones here are meant for the church members. So we ordered some packs and they went, and, and, and the guy first identified 35 families that are in real trouble. 35. And this excludes the border guys. <laughs> and Pastor Ari went with this guy for the first round of distribution. And they found people drunk. Old women drunk. And the grandchildren drunk. Why are they drunk? They are trying to numb the pain. The, the little money they have, I think they can afford alcohol. But not food. So they went to disputing, praying with them. People are grateful. Like, come into my house. Come and pray in my house. You can't, Pastor, you can't go without praying in my house. And we started seeing firsthand the impact of a practical love. Today, I want us to take this whole rising above to another level because mostly when we talk about rising above we are last largely and mostly talking about you rising above your circumstances but one of the ways of rising above your circumstances is to start thinking about other people and how you can be of help because right now we need help and we are talking about the fact that we are the most loving family church family that I know of and I want us to share quickly in these words in First John chapter 4 verse 7. He says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Amen. The, the writer is urging us. John, John is known as the disciple of love. He writes a lot about love because He's not just desiring to write about it, but he had a revelation of it. You see, you, you must have a revelation of the things you talk about. We know that John, according to the scriptures, used to rest on Jesus' chest. Like, I don't know how that works. Like, 12 brothers, you're seated around, and this other guy's head is on the chest of Jesus. And he, he calls himself the disciple whom the Lord loves. 
It's very interesting that the word he chooses to start this text with. He says, Beloved, let us love. Beloved, beloved. Our friend Pastor Rocks wrote a book called You Are Being Loved. A beloved person is one who has come to the recognition of how much they are loved. And of course, as you could imagine, within the family of God, the household of faith, our Father loves everyone just the same. But the realization or recognition of how much you're loved is not the same across. Just like in a natural family, you'll have some kids who think that the parents love the other people more than them because they've bought for them something else that they haven't bought for them. And they quickly forget the other thing that they bought for them that they didn't buy for the others. Am I talking at all? I will not talk about certain people from certain families, from certain places, who come and say, how come, how come, how, how come this one got this and that and that? <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you when you got this and this and that, this other person didn't get. Did they come saying, how come they, 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 didn't, they didn't get? So, first of all, you must come to the recognition of how loved you are. Jesus, right, talks to the disciples. It must be John 17 or John 16, I'll, I'll find it. And says that they may know that you have loved them the same way you have loved me. I know people here are about to give me that text. Wow, analog Bibles are very interesting. The glory that you gave me, I have given to them and have loved them the same way you have loved me. Thank you, Jesus. 17, John 17, 23, it's on the screen. Thank you, Jesus. It says, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Friend, saint, Christian, the Father has loved you as he has loved Jesus. That's why it starts with this powerful one. Beloved, beloved, be loved. You're being loved. And sometimes you don't even know it. There's nothing as painful as a young man loving a young lady who does not reciprocate that love. People have seen this happen. I remember the first time I was knifed. I thought, I thought I would die because I sincerely loved this girl and I thought she loved me in equal measure because at that point she hadn't given any indications whatsoever that she didn't love me. Nowadays they have a word for it, friend zoning. I was being friend zoned until I made my intentions clear that I intended for us to get into a relationship that is beyond friendship. Alas, alas, the swords came out and I left with my liver hanging outside. It wasn't surgery, it was warfare. I made my way from the 
venue of the incident to the nearest place I could find emotional help with two brothers. And I don't even know how I got there. <laughs> but there's something about loving and not being loved. Fuck. <laughs> but it says, beloved, let us love. You are loved. You can only love if you know you love. The business of loving is for the beloved. The business of loving is for the beloved. That's how we rise above. To rise above the situation, first understand you are loved. And he says, for love is of God and everyone who loves God... Uh, huh? For let us, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And then verse 8, the very interesting verse, which says that he who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In other words, he may claim to know God, but he does not. I can come and shout all about how I know God, I know God, I know God, Mosenos God, Mosenos God, Mosenos God. Don't worry about it, just go and ask how many people can say that man has loved me practically. Um, forget this other love of <laughs> my but my heart is beating faster for the person. No, 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 no. That, that love actually is very, very suspicious. Because in many cases, people who claim to love people that way, they actually want to get something from them. Not to give something to them. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. God's kind of love is a giving love, not a taking love. And in many cases, that's why families are not working very well nowadays. Because we have taken this whole romance thing and we think it is love. Because typically in that situation, both parties want to get something from the other. So when the Bible instructs us, husbands love your wives the way Christ loved the church, then we struggle because we are looking for the feeling. And I don't think that that man hanging up there on that cross with a crown of thorns on his head and nails in his feet and hands and, and having been beaten into a pulp was having any feelings. So if you build your marriage on feelings, you've built on very thin ground. Miry clay. Love is first and foremost a decision. And after the decision is made, then the process of implementation begins. Pastor Ari and I had to decide that we are going to do something about these hungry people. And then we started figuring out how to implement the decision. And by the way, you can do the same. Because as I, I told my friends about it on our WhatsApp group. That, Guys, this is serious. I can't imagine what's going on. And then everyone said, what? Let's, let's check around the neighborhood also. The very next day, Pastor Lynette is at home. A young boy knocks on their gate in Nabusugwe. And he's like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You know what, worship of people? Our homes need to be known by the community as the places where people can go 
So stop hiding and being anonymous where you are. Stop hiding. You're not called into hiding. Let your light so shine before men that they may glorify your Father which is in heaven. Of course, the Bible doesn't encourage us to shout about our giving. But I, because I'm a teacher and I will be judged more harshly, I have to tell you some of the things we do privately. I mean, the other day I was shocked to find out how many people Pastor Ari pays school fees for. She never even told me. She uses her own money without involving me. Oi, oi, she pays school fees for this one. And then the other one. Oi. Man, where does she get the money? Okay, she's rich, but I like, this is, I, I thank God that I married well. Mm. Yeah, when you have a wife who cares about people, orphans, what, and spends her own money on it, you know you married well. So even in this community project that we do, she's actually the one who goes out and talks to these people, finds out what the problem is. But I'm saying the business of loving is for the beloved. You see, when you're so consumed about your own concerns, you don't have time or mental space to start thinking, how are the other guys doing? How are those other people doing? First recognize you're loved and then love. Because it says, verse 8 again, verse 8 again. This, this is not going to be a very long sermon, I believe. Because the point is simple. He who does not love does not know God. Rick Warren said that sometimes people look at the... He referred to the evangelical church, but I will refer to it as the Balokole church. Sometimes the Balokole church, we sound like the only part of the body we are is the mouth. Sometimes we don't sound like we are the body of Christ. We sound like we are the mouth of Christ. All we do is talk and make noise. But we are changing that story. You and I are changing that story. By the way, these packs that we give out from Washburn Scenario, we, we, we've been very careful. They cost only 20,300 shillings. And Pastor Dennis Amoko, an amazing man of God, has made it possible, knows where to source the things, the rice, the, the flour, the beans, the cooking oil, the, the soap, the whole thing in there. Only 20K, 300, and you can save a family from hunger. All you need to do is contact your location pastor, who will contact Pastor Dennis and see how they can, they, can, they will even transport the things to you. So you sort out your neighborhood. Think about it. 203,010 families. Instead of three, instead of a meal somewhere for three. <laughs> Hallelujah. So recognize your loved. Because the biggest hindrance to your capacity to love is your inability to receive love. Yeah. You, the, the, look, the times when I've been snappy and annoying to live with is when I'm under pressure and I'm not recognizing how much God loves me. 
And I'm thinking about this, 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 that. You know, you know, you, I, we don't keep pets at my home, but I like talking about the fact that the standard to know that things are not okay is when you are kicking the cat. If you kick the cat and beat the dog, first stop, slow down, and receive the love that God has for you. The Bible says God is love. This means he doesn't love you because you're lovely. He loves you because he is love. Just like fire is hot, sugar is sweet, ice is cold, water is wet, God is love. By the way, I've taken two weeks without putting sugar in my tea. Even you, 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 yeah, I feel like, hey, I've been hearing people doing these things. I no longer take sugar. I'm like, are you normal? Yeah. I'm also about to start going out saying, I no longer take sugar. 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 So when I have fruit juice, it has to be without sugar, uh, tea without sugar. You know the most, the most amazing thing that doesn't make sense to me at all is black tea without sugar. It's called olukambwe. Yeah. It's fierce tea. <laughs> now, God is not like that. Now, God is love. Just like sugar is sweet, if you taste it and it's bitter, they sold you something else, not sugar. Fire is hot. If you touch it and you don't feel the heat, that's not fire. Water is wet. If you go to the bathroom and come out having not used the towel, but you're completely dry, that wasn't what I know. People from Soga College, Mwiri, they had a method of bathing at the terrace. Just spread your hands like this and let the wind blow upon you. <sighs> you feel fresh again. Yeah. So, <laughs> water is wet. God is love. God is love. Amen. Verse 9 In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, in that He sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. God manifested His love by sending. He's begotten by giving. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. That's how love is manifested. Love is manifested through giving. Romans 5.8 says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. That's a kind of love. Self-giving love, self-sacrificing love. The love that loves people in spite of who they are or who they may represent towards you. Hallelujah. Mama, mama, mama. I feel like I'm preaching better than you listening. In this, in this is love, verse 10, very dangerous verse. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. In others, the true love is not our love for God, but his love for us. Peter claimed he loved Jesus. He denied him thrice. 
John claimed Jesus loved him. He is the only one who was there at the cross with Jesus' mother when Jesus was being crucified. Of all the disciples, the 12, the 72, the only two people who were there, John and Mary, because mothers never give up. But John, what was John doing there? He says, the disciple whom the Lord loves. The disciple whom the Lord loves. Guys, I am the disciple whom the Lord loves. Yeah. You know, sometimes I sit down and reflect and think, but God, do you really love anyone else the way you love me? Because, like, like, I feel like God spoils me too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. What's that verse about how great is the sum of them? How wonderful are your thoughts toward me, O Lord? How great is the sum of them? 139, Psalm 139 verse something. They are going to give it to us. Woo. You have given your love. Given your love of me. You have wiped away my tears. Washed away my fears with your love. Given your love to me. Now I'm forever so grateful to you. Someone thirty nine seventeen. We'll start at verse sixteen. Start at verse 16. I know it, it, it's even better at when you start at verse 16. This is the love. Yeah? He says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they were, oh, they were what? All written the days fashioned for me. When as yet there, were, there was none of them. Mm. And then he says, how great, verse 17, Verse 17. How precious also are your thoughts to me or toward me, O oh God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, I think verse 18 is that I was looking for. If I should count them, verse 18, they are more in number than, than the sun. When I wake, I'm still with you. It's not all about your thoughts toward God. It's not about God's thought toward you. Go back to verse 16. Verse 17, verse 17. He says, how precious, verse 17. How precious also are your thoughts. Can you imagine God is there thinking thoughts about Mose? He's figuring, how do I bless this boy? How, how do I advance him? How do I chalak him? Prosper him? Establish him? Hey! Hey! You see, that's true. But for you, you're complaining. You think God is mean. No, God is not mean. Take me back to First John, where we were. Okay? He says... In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. In in, in uh, Revelation chapter two and three, they, the, there is these letters to the different churches, and one of those churches, God warns them that they have left their first love. 
The interesting thing is that they were doing everything right. They were doing everything right. So what then is the first love? The first love is God's love for you, not your love for him. It's a church at Ephesus, actually. Let me find it here quickly. Thank you, Jesus. It's the first one, yeah. Give me a, a, a Revelation 2, verse 1, 2, 3, there, there. 4. Revelation. To the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? This thing says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Verse 2. I know your works, your labor, your patience. Can you imagine? When you're talking to someone else and you're, it's as if you're, recommend, like you're commending them. It's like, you guys are amazing. I know your works, not your laziness. Your labor, not your lack of diligence. No. I know your patience, not your impatience. And that you cannot bear those who are evil. In other words, you are pure, you are straight shooters. You can find the evil ones and say, evil, get out. You shouldn't be part of this church. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And I found them liars. In other words, you have discernment. You can tell fake apostles from true apostles. You have patience. He says you have persevered and have patience and have labored. Labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. You've gone to the frontier. You've gone for evangelism. You have served. You have Zoom meetings. You've done everything. Verse 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Like how on earth can you be doing all of that and you have left your first love? It's because your first love is not the things you do for God. Your first love is God's love for you. Hey! Do you know how much you love? Pastor Angela, Pastor B3, you can start coming up to conclude this sermon. Jump to verse 17. Jump to verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we might have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. So he takes it one step further. Of course, there are many instructions in between there about loving others and says that the perfection of love is not just him adopting us and doing something for us. The perfection of love is him giving us his own identity. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, if you're an orphan, it is one thing for one of those kind aunties or uncles to pay your school fees and maybe even give you pocket money and send you to school. Because that's what we do here in Uganda, we, to help families that suffer. But it's another thing when the person doesn't just send you to school and pay your fees and send you pocket money, but they bring you into their house and they give you their name and say from now onwards you are Mokisa. Hey. And you have an inheritance in this house. As he is, so are we. 
God wasn't content to just save us from sins and say, oh, they are going to hell. No, no, no. let me figure it out, provide for them, heal them. So that No, God wasn't content to do that. He gave us his own identity. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Ephesians 4.24 says that, that, you, and that you put on the new man which was crea- created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. In others, the new man was created according to God. He's in the identity of God. He's in the image of God. He says as we have borne the image of the, of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. Says so, uh, as is the the earthly man. So, ah, as we as we are of the earthly, so we are of the heavenly. Okay, he says in in Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. We know that part. What well, the part we don't usually read is the next verse eighteen, which says. Now all things are of God. Now all things are of God. When God looks at you, he sees his own likeness in you. And he says, that's the perfection of love. That's the perfection of love. Take me back to to 1 John 4. And take me to verse 18. And and what happens? Because now once you start seeing yourself, once you start seeing yourself the way God sees you, yeah? Not as a guy who is just coming to stay in the extra room outside so we can feed him. But as a member of the household, do you know what happens? Then there is no fear in that kind of love. There is no fear in that kind of love. The kind of love that God has for us doesn't come along with fear in it. It does not evoke dread in us. Our fear is reverence. It evokes reverence and wonder and wow, but not dread, not <laughs> because perfect love, the perfection of love. You see, sometimes people just quote these scriptures without putting them in context. He says, perfect love casts out fear. But what is the perfect love? What is the perfection of love? Being in his own identity. You see, because I love my children perfectly, they have no fear. They can be interesting sometimes, but they have no fear. They are not thinking I might be asked to go and stay in the Kachiken house outside. They have no fear. Because they trust the perfect... Because And why don't they have fear? Because they bear my name. Yes. You see, God just didn't bring you near. He brought you in. Yeah. Says perfect love because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect yeah. in love. As long as there is still fear, you haven't <laughs> embraced his full identity since. Ah. You see, it says in him. When you are in him, you don't have any idea that you can be thrown outside. No. Because you are in him. Yes. 
he who fears has not been made perfect in love. If you're walking in dread of God, it's because you think that he loves you, but there are lines not to cross. Otherwise, you lose relationship. No. He will discipline you, but you don't lose relationship. Verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. Beloved, let, let me finish with this verse. Finish with verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Verse 3. Wow. <laughs> wow. What an encouraging, reassuring someone today. Today I want to speak to two categories of people as Apostle was teaching. One is a category of people who fear. You've been gripped by fear. Fear of the future. Fear of rejection from God, from others. Fear of so much. So much fear. Fear and love are not related. And what I hear for you today is receive the perfect love of the Father. Receive his love. Recognize that you are loved, you are covered, that God really, really, really loves you. And he's covered you, he has loved you, he's protecting you, he has seen the end of your life, he's with you, he's hedged you in behind and before. You are under his shadow. And he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You are protected. There is no need to fear. And the instruction for you is to start acknowledging every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Speak back to those thoughts that come to your mind. Remind them of who you are. You are in Christ, in God. God, you are loved. God is not setting you up for a disaster. He cannot do that. He doesn't have it in his nature. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. So start to just speak. Speak, Lord, I, I know I am loved. I refuse fear. I reject fear. Refuse to walk in fear, child of God. We cast the spirit of fear, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love power and of a sound mind. We speak soundness of mind. We speak sleeping sweetly in the night. We speak no more making decisions out of fear, but out of acknowledgement that you are loved by God. We speak an end to anxiety, depression, panic, fear. We reject all that right now in the name of Jesus. May the love of God and his peace flood your hearts in Christ Jesus. And the second category of people is those that need to receive the love of God today to say yes to the love of Jesus. Jesus' love is available. He died for the whole world because he wants to reconcile you to himself. He wants to give you a life full of meaning. And this morning I want to give you that opportunity. You're watching me and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. Oh, you've gone so far away from Jesus that you don't even know if you're still in relationship. Today, we are saying yes to the love of God again or for the first time. I want you to do something very simple for me. A sign of your commitment saying, yes, I'm saying yes to Jesus. Would you put your hand up where you are? Doesn't matter if there's someone with you or not. This is a perfect, this is the, uh, one of the most important decisions of your entire life. Getting back in connection with the Father who has loved you. Put up that hand and pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I receive your love. 
Today I come home as a member of your family. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. I leave that burden with you today. And I receive your love. Today I am born again. And I am loved. I am accepted. And that will never change. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, your life has completely changed. There is a celebration in heaven right now and we want to celebrate with you and connect you to our loving family. There's a number on your screen, 0775 If you're outside Uganda, just add plus 256-775-642449 and let us know that you made that decision. Welcome home. Love is perfected only in God. There's a number of people looking for a, a certain type of perfection in love. And God is saying that the love of your husband, there's no perfection there in love. The love of your disciple, there's no perfection there in love. The love of your children, there's no perfection there in love. Like you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Yes, human beings love us, but love is perfected in God's love. And the perfection is that as he is, so are we. Okay? And so there's a wife, there's a wife. You've been, you know, you want your husband to love you a certain way because when he doesn't, you, you know, your, your whole identity, your whole, your whole image and your whole heart is based on how much he loves you. There's a mother, and I think you have two sons, and, and you're hoping that they will love you back the same way you love them. And again, your whole identity and your whole being is based on how much they love you, on how they respond to you. There's someone else, a couple of you have been, you know, looking for a certain type of love from your disciple, and again your whole identity your whole your whole heart you're like oh i wish you know they could love me a certain way but where is love perfected in god, in god. it's perfected in god there's a, a certain exercise that apostle Moses took us through a few years ago and i'd like to take you through it okay because god is here and i want you to touch your heart because as he is so are you in this world all those attributes of god say because god is here i am healed because god is here i am loved because god is here i'm a good leader there's a couple of you when uh, pastor b3 asked if you'd get born again you are like let me first you know reach a certain level and no 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 no. you're not going to be perfected perfection comes from coming to god so that as he is you will become because god is here i am born again because god is here i'm a good leader because god is here i'm a good disciple because god is here i'm a good teacher because god is here i am loved because god is here I am taken care of because God is here I am wise because God is here I will never be lonely because God is here I will never be alone because God is here I'm an excellent wife because God is here I'm a wonderful mother because God is here I'm a wonderful location pastor because God is here I am loved in Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. 
So Father, we thank you for the love that lifts up. The love that doesn't put down, but that lifts up. And that as you lift us up, you open our eyes to others that we need to lift up. Because you use us to do the thing that you're doing here on the earth. So thank you, Father. Thank you for all the people that are listening in right now. And that those who listen in later, thank you that you're giving each one specific wisdom to do a specific thing about a specific situation where love needs to abound in the name of Jesus. In fact, worship harvest members, I want you to write down what you're going to do about this message. Write it down. And it's likely something to do with your family or your neighborhood or your mission or community, your spiritual family. So neighborhood, your extended family, your spiritual family, might be something to do with your spouse or children. But I want you to write it down so that you don't forget it. And I want you to do it this week. Whatever you're writing down, do it this week. If you want our help to, to give you those food packs that you can, you just pay for them. Yeah. 20,300. Still text that same number. 0775-6424-49. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Salmon series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.